Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Steph I Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. And welcome to another edition of the Monday mini-series. Yes. <laughs> Happy Monday. Woo! Happy Monday. And today, surprisingly, is not a TikTok talk. You're welcome, Annie. <laughs> no, Samantha's TikTok talk. <laughs> no, Samantha's TikTok talk. Today, okay. well, it's April and it's very uh-huh. rainy. It's coming yes. in like a lion, right? And that how it goes. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> the saying is coming in like a lion. Leaves like a lamb, something. Yeah, or something like that. And isn't it April? Is it March? Is this I think March, it's March comes in. No, April, April showers, showers is a Bambi May, thing. May flowers. <laughs> April yeah. showers bring May flowers. Yeah, there we That's go. That's it. There yeah. it is. So wow. it's April and it's very stormy. That was yes. what I was trying to say. Okay. Uh, in my very inarticulate, <laughs> typical manner, okay. where I get all of my sayings and phrases wrong and typically say the wrong word. <laughs> I like that. Man, why am I a podcaster anyway? <laughs> but yes, it's April, uh, except for today. The weather has been nice, and then today is now all thundery and stormy. But because it has been nice and beautiful, uh, and because we've been through some tough things, things that are happening, um, the U.S. is not very stable right now, whether it's due to the policies that people are, are enacting, um, the racism that is happening, and the anti-Blackness that's happening with our Supreme Court uh, justice nominee going through her questioning. It's the whole thing, y'all. But, you know, I was really going to try to do a cheery, happier subject for the start of this week, or whenever you're listening, for the start of the beginning of this podcast episode, uh, because I'm also known as 
the negative one that kind of goes a pessimistic turn. I'm like, you know what? I'm really, I'm really going to do a good, I'm going to do a cheery one. We're going to be happy. And as I was trying to research good things that are happening, good news for women around the world, I didn't find much. Any. Um, and I don't know if it's because, again, my Google search is like, you're from the U.S., you only want the U.S. news. There is a problem when it comes to savoritism in uh, Western culture where we kind of fetishize trauma and yeah. also saving people. So we take these good deeds and make it something that people just want to watch. I know they call it, I think some people call it trauma porn or all that, where they thrive in seeing people suffer and then having someone film them being filmed, saving them. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to lie, that is something I hate with a passion and I will not ever, ever praise that in any way. So outside of those things, I really couldn't find much. Uh, but it did take me down a rabbit hole of things. Uh, And it's specifically about women and happiness and contentment. So I was like, you know what? Let's let's Google. Just Google women and happiness. And we got some interesting results, Annie, didn't we? Mm -hmm. And because I did did find a few articles, some very outdated, uh, some a little bit newer, uh, very different points of, of perspective, we decided that we were going to read a couple of articles, four specifically. So we're going to take this in two parts because uh, I think it's, it's a little bit themed. Two parts to what we have found in a few of the articles that we found interesting and wanted to talk about and discuss. So pretty much the entirety of these articles were themed around happiness and women. Mm-hmm. Just remember this. So okay. part one, Monday Mini, Happiness and Women. And this has a little more to do with like, women in their bodies and or having children and what their what the meaning of life is. Right, right, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, what is it? <laughs> uh, yeah, let's read some of these articles and then dissect, shall we? And of course, even though it's just Annie and I on the mic right now, we love your opinions and your thoughts. And if you have thoughts outside of what we are going to say, please send it so we can have that as a part of the discussion in a different yeah. episode. Yeah, so also, here's if an you article. Have any, oh, yeah. If you, also, if you have any good news, because clearly we're struggling to find some. Struggling. <laughs> Please send it we, to We us. are hoping to get some good news soon, I will say. But if also, we would love it to be outside of the U.S. And by the yes. way, apparently we have a big group of listeners in Australia, I believe, uh, I think we said Brazil and Chile mm-hmm. before. So would love to hear this, y'all. Give it to mm-hmm. us. And if you're mm-hmm. from Finland, apparently Finland is the most happy country to mm-hmm. live in, please, y- y'all send us some good news because I, I yeah. didn't know. <laughs> okay, yes. <laughs> All right, let's go. All right, <laughs> so here's one of the articles I found, and I have a feeling y'all are going to know what type of uh, news article this is, but the title of it is, Why Don't We Tell Women What's Making Them Miserable? And it is written by Carrie Gress. It was written August 29th, 2021. And by the way, the other part to this title is Feminism and Its Failures. Ah. I feel like that's a big heads up, yeah? Yeah, I think so. Okay. (laughs) So, with so many feminist advances, women should be getting happier instead of just more medicated. Over the last five decades, feminism has made a long march through American culture, culminating in the first female vice president of the United States. But it isn't clear that feminism's fruits are helping everyone. 
Happiness metrics confirm that women are struggling. Suicides, depression, substance abuse, and sexually transmitted infections have all increased dramatically over the last five decades. Women aren't becoming happier, just more medicated. A 2020 Pew report showed that over 50% of liberal white women under 30 have some sort of mental health issue. That statistic alone is stunning enough to indicate that something is going very wrong for the modern woman, despite the steady uptick of feminist advances. I recently had dinner with two friends who work at a crisis pregnancy center. (coughs) They told me some far from unusual stories about the challenges their residents face and the rough living most have experienced, being trafficked, pimped, addicted, incarcerated, abused, and on and on. Crisis pregnancy centers, despite their recent mischaracterization in The Handmaid's Tale, do amazing work to protect and help rebuild the lives of new mothers. But it is striking to consider that we as a culture do precious little to help women avoid those troublesome situations from the beginning. It is only when women get this far down the road and in this much trouble that mentoring women can step in and say, quote, something has to change. And those in crisis are willing to listen because they have tried everything else. As lives were rebuilt, basic changes to behavior are taught, albeit as an uphill battle because of the absence of cultural support. But most American women with money, degrees, or connections will never hear that our culturally prescribed feminist lifestyle is the source of their unhappiness, struggles, and feeling of emptiness. It seems that we just allow women to free fall into truly awful states without even so much as the quickly spoken warnings of side effects required for pharmaceutical commercials. Imagine what that might sound like. Side effects may include sexually transmitted diseases, debilitating depression, loneliness, despair, substance abuse, and suicide. The regnant belief is that human nature is plastic enough that we can do whatever we want, consequence-free. But so many devastated lives paint a different picture. The progressive solution, which has been cycling around for decades, has been to fix or shore up problems with more governmental assistance and programs. Remember Julia, the imaginary woman who never needed a man? This unintentionally dystopian portrait thought up during the Obama administration was meant to let us know that government is here to supply every need from birth to death without placing any kind of demands on our behavior. Rarely is the suggestion made that women have been sold a poisonous lifestyle and the behaviors implied in that lifestyle are are what actually need to be changed. Instead, we have the steady diet of articles such as anal sex safety, how-tos, tips, and more, or how summer camp gave me the freedom to explore my queerness at Teen Vogue, which is marketed as the young person's guide to saving the world college freshmen now being oriented to their new life away from home as the school year begins are particularly targeted in their new savage world where anything goes as long as their consent and maybe a mask. Heavy doses of gender exploration and safe sex practices and heaps of contraceptives are all part of the welcome at most U.S. college campuses. But what if there's another way of living, one that doesn't lead to the predictable road of confusion and despair? Efforts for individuals that shed light on the things that actually help women are met with leftist cries of victimization or by bullying or blaming the patriarchy. Hardly the reason-based argumentation radical feminism was supposed to provide. What then should we be conveying to women of every economic and ethnic stripe to help us having fulfilling lives? 
They're basics such as don't sleep around, don't do drugs, don't have abortions, stop blaming the patriarchy, find a purpose outside of yourself, cover up some of that skin, don't overspend, and figure out what is truly good and not just what celebrities say. None of these suggestions is revolutionary, especially if one looks honestly at history or human nature or psychology. These elements, which were obvious throughout most of human history, are the real remedy for so much that afflicts all of us, but they are things radical feminists don't want to be spoken out loud. Over the last five decades, a carefully constructed closed system has been created, so anything outside its boundaries is almost unthinkable. Hollywood, universities, politics, the fashion industry, magazines, daytime television, and book publishing— generate enough ideology tell-weaving to make sure that there's only one narrative in town. Faith and family are about the only outliers that might let the slip show. Is it any wonder that these two are under attack? But more satisfying ways to live to do exist. Ways that where dignity is honored, health is truly valued, body parts aren't ignored or rendered useless, and relationships, which are at the true heart of most women, aren't fleeting or shallow, useful or convenient, but deep, abiding, and life-giving. If only we could find a way to tell this to every woman. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. Well, I think there are a lot of interesting things going on in here. One of my main takeaways is that I think that 
It's not necessarily the case that rates have gone up in all of these things, but perhaps that they are being more recorded or we're seeing them more. Maybe they have gone up, but I don't think like that is, you can't draw that parallel necessarily. Um, I also think like, and this is more of a philosophical question that I don't think we have time to get into, but I, I do think there is... It's hard (laughs) to live in a society when you do know, you do see these injustices or that you are valued less or that, you know, you see like all these restrictions around your body and just various levels where we mentioned this recently, like where you don't have control and you don't have control over yourself, over your body. You're witnessing this. You're hearing conversations like this. That can be difficult and that can lead to substance abuse when you're dealing with it every day or like some unhealthy coping mechanism. We've talked about that with trauma. People have these unhealthy coping mechanisms, including me, where like basically you've got to find a way to get through the day. And I think (laughs) feminism, I'm not saying that's good at all, but I think we've become more aware of these injustices and inequalities and inequities. And that is hard to deal with. But it's not feminism's fault. It's more like we're becoming more aware of these things. Right. Here's the thing that I was going to say about this article. I brought this article out because it was one of the first things that popped up when Mm -hmm. I was like women and happiness. And I found that interesting because we know when Mm -hmm. when search engines have control. This, This writer who doesn't like universities and education, apparently, which, by the way, is a thing I've heard through my family, that once Mm. we become educated, we become more sinful. Mm -hmm. But uh, she is an actual scholar at the Institute of Human Ecology at the Catholic University of America. So there's Ah, a lot to be said to that. B, Absolutely. So this Pew report that she tried to cite where mm-hmm. saying that women of uh, uh, liberal women under the age of 30 have more health diagnosis, mental health diagnosis, goes to another conservative blog that quotes and pulls things out. Talking also mm-hmm. about postpartum depression. Let's talk about the fact that this data also ta- leaves out a lot of the conversation of the fact, yes, more women are actually being diagnosed today than ever mm-hmm. because they're actually seeking help. Right. So that's a whole different level of conversation. Mm-hmm. Let's also talk about what she talks about medication being about happiness. We are coming to a point that, sure, medication has gone up. I have talked about it as well in our system that we're giving. We're, I feel like we're giving our children way too much because it's a, an overhaul. But that's because we also are not funding or actually giving right uh, therapeutic options, mm-hmm. which is very limited and often condemned by conservatives. This article, I'm not going to lie, obviously I read it in a way of a little bit biased and people, we've already been raked over the coals who are like, y'all are, y'all are biased. Yes, we are. We <laughs> are leftists, if that's what you want to call us. We believe in the rights of women. We believe in the rights of trans. We believe in the rights of queers. We believe in working against anti-black peoples and anybody who is racist as f- we're going to come at you. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. If you really thought Kristen and Caroline weren't about that life, y'all should go listen to their stuff now and try mm-hmm. to reassess because they <laughs> were, they just were a lot politer than we are in the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, but all of this to say, this article definitely talks and blames even the fact that she says, to you, like, we are rendering our body parts useless. 
I'm infuriated. I, that, yeah. that line, I was ready to throw hands. I'm not going to lie. Because it's like, wow, you have just demeaned us to our uterus and whether or not we are of worth if we have not given birth. Yeah. Yeah. How insulting. I also find it very hilarious, very depressing, slash very on point with a lot of our rhetoric that it's like, why aren't we telling women what's making them miserable? It's being women and being loud. Like, it's like, <laughs> right. <laughs> you Aww. should go back to faith and family and stop trying to get your equal rights. <laughs> right. Because it's just depressing you. <laughs> like, all right. And by the way, if you're wondering why I hesitated and did a cough at the mention of a crisis pregnancy center, mm-hmm. we do have an amazing, amazing uh, episode, which we talked to a scholar who researched and went traveling to go and find out about these uh, crisis pregnancy centers and how they are harmful to women seeking treatment, which is also mm-hmm. why she doesn't say what they do. I found that right. interesting in the article. Yes. Also, worth pointing out, this is pretty recent, 2021. We recently did our episode on the pandemic health effects. So yes. also, that's it. play. <laughs> like, <laughs> everyone's feeling a little more depressed than usual right now, right. unless you're a billionaire and you're making more money than ever. But, I mean, she didn't even mention, like, oh, you know, <laughs> it's a worldwide pandemic. Oh. Right. And I find it interesting that she absolutely only pointed out that statistic because it was only pointed out, I think, like that was one of the numbers for liberal white women under 50. Mm-hmm. She gave no cares about women of color. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that and was I a very specific, very yep. specific subset focused in on. And here's the thing. I know this may be hating on the article, because I hate the article. Um, <laughs> but this is also the rhetoric that I heard growing up as well. All of this is what mm-hmm. was fed to me. And it's fed mm-hmm. to a lot of women saying, this is why you shouldn't be feminist. This is why feminism is a bad word. Yeah. That whole like angry feminist. This is right. that. Like you're not going to be happy. You're going to be an angry feminist. That's the thing. Right. It's like, I really hate that characterization. But again, going back to what I said earlier, it's kind of true because once you were like, oh, Injustice is everywhere. <laughs> it's hard right. not to be mad. <laughs> right. Also, I do love that she also puts in a mask as something right. of contention. And she's mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure she's talking about literal masks here, y'all. Um, mm-hmm. If that doesn't tell you something. But I, I think it's quite funny that she says, heavy doses of gender exploration and safe sex practices and heaps of contraceptives are all part of the welcome at most U.S. college campuses. As if that's a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the same I mean, sex practices is a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Shameful. But I, I, going back to what you said is that that I also heard that, I mean, it's a running joke with me and one of my, my parents. No, not parents. Uh, my, one of my best friend's parents, very, very conservative. And they kind of joke with me all the time because they know I'm liberal. And they'll be like, you went off to your your college and you got your liberal education. And now, like, it's a joke, but it's true. They, right use this argument all the time. Right. That- uh, and that's kind of like, I, I joke about my niece who has come to Atlanta and has grown into herself. And I purposely, <laughs> I, I'm sad that I did this because I missed out on some things that uh, I feel like I could have helped her. 
But I purposely stayed away from her because I did not want to be that influence, quote unquote. And yeah. yeah, she learned it for herself. I knew she would, as well as the fact that she is very intelligent and empathetic. So she she could not ignore uh, some of these issues that we've talked about. And mm-hmm. she she went home and that's one of the first things. Oh, you went to Atlanta and now you're this. And mm-hmm. she had to give an excuse as to why she wanted to remain in Atlanta instead of going back to the small hometown because that means an absolute betrayal of you've turned away from us. Right. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean... But... A lot of negative stuff is managed... I guess you got to give the author points as much as I don't want to manage to like accomplish a lot because you're right. Like the body parts is saying something about like who is a woman and what constitutes a woman. Like all these messages of (laughs) we should go back to like the traditional 1950s housewife, it seems. And then you'll be happier because you're more ignorant. (laughs) Yeah. And it's the last 50 years. So ever since second wave feminism came in, came in, Mm -hmm. it's been awful. Like we Mm -hmm. just wanted to vote. That's it. (laughs) stop blaming the patriarchy but yeah I I thought this was interesting as one take on why we're unhappy and again this is more of a recent one we know that's a whole conversation but we wanted to take a look at another thing about maybe this does make us happy and we've talked about this before right Annie? Yes we have so this uh, is an article from The Guardian from 2019 by Sheehan Kane, and I hope I'm pronouncing the name correctly. But I remember when this came out because it caused a mm-hmm. lot of waves. Mm-hmm. But it was about how single women might be like the happiest group of people. All right, so here's some quotes. We may have suspected it already, but now science backs it up. Unmarried and childless women are the happiest subgroup in the population, and they are more likely to live longer, and they are more likely to live longer than their married and child-rearing peers, according to a leading expert in happiness. Sounds like a fun job. Um, speaking at the Hay Festival on Saturday, Paul Doolin, professor of behavioral science at the London School of Economics, said the latest evidence showed that the traditional markers used to measure success did not correlate with happiness, particularly marriage and raising children. We do have some good longitudinal data following the same people over time, but I'm going to do a massive disservice to that science and just say, if you're a man, you should probably get married. If you're a woman, don't bother. I do remember this. Uh, (laughs) Goes on. Men benefited from marriage because they calmed down, he said. You take less risk, you earn more money at work, and you live a little longer. She, on the other hand, has to put up with that and die sooner than if she had never married. The healthiest and happiest population subgroup are women who never married or had children, he said. Other studies have measured some financial and health benefits in being married for both men and women on average, which Doolin said could be attributed to higher incomes and emotional support, allowing married people to take risk and seek medical help. However, Dolan said men showed more health benefits from tying the knot as they took fewer risk. Women's health was mostly unaffected by marriage, with middle-aged women even being at higher risk of physical and mental conditions than their single counterparts. Despite the benefits of a single childless lifestyle for women, Doolin said that the existing narrative that marriage and children were signs of success meant that the stigma could lead some single women to feel unhappy. You see a single woman of 40 who's never had children. Bless, that's a shame, isn't it? Maybe one day you'll meet the right guy and that'll change. No, maybe she'll meet the wrong guy and that'll change. Maybe she'll meet a guy who makes her less happy and healthy and die sooner. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. 
With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. <laughs> so it's a little bit vastly different than the uh-huh. previous article. And yes, of course, we've talked about this previously. Again, this does not mean that that is the way to happiness for everyone. My mother, I think, truly is one of the happiest women being a mother, loving her husband, being the support for her husband, and literally being told that as a Christian woman, she's the backbone of the of the uh, home, and she is. And she loves that. She mm-hmm. loves that aspect of her life. So I would never want to take that away from her. Uh, and, and the fact, even if we don't agree on anything else, I know she has been happy. I know mm-hmm. she feels like she's missed out on some things, but that doesn't mean she's not happy. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and put that caveat in there. But I do love this conversation because we talked about it because this was pre-pandemic about how mm-hmm. much worse it got after the fact for the women who did not have supportive husbands and or supportive partners um, and why that was so detrimental. Again, while we've gotten another giant gap about women uh, raising up in jobs, most likely leaving the jobs altogether, the higher number of resignations, all of those things— because of the pandemic and who the household life fell upon, which, by the way, we are going to talk a little more in part two. Yeah, and I, 
it's an interesting contradiction to our juxtaposition, maybe both. Yeah. Uh, to the last yeah. article we read, because the last article was essentially saying you're unhappy because you're single, you don't have family, you don't have faith, and this one's like actually for women, it it seems that they're happier without those things. And again, yeah, we're not saying that uh, those are bad, having a marriage or having children and that people can't be happy with it. But I think it goes back to a conversation we have a lot that we kind of just had with that other article. There are just these inequalities that are baked into our society and it's how we're raised. And so, yeah, like I've literally had fears in relationships because I knew I would become, I would do the extra work, I would pick up that slack, and then that resentment would grow. And it would be kind of just me being raised that way and the dude in this heteronormative sense being raised that way. But knowing like, it felt inevitable. Right. (laughs) And we talk about communication all the time, and I do think it's important, but there are some things that are just hard to communicate because you've been raised differently. Right. And I do, I like the point of, you know because we've also talked about that sort of societal judgment of like, look how sad she is, and that can impact um, how you view yourself. But I feel like that is also changing. It's becoming more, maybe not normalized, but we see it more often. We talk about it more often of like, yeah. Right. Women are single and they're doing all right. Um, They're doing their thing. Right. Uh, Yeah, and I do, I like that point that, because we like to paint, these relationships and kind of the like nuclear family situation in such a golden, like, this is your success. This is the goal. Light. But yeah, you could meet the wrong dude. Could make you more miserable. (laughs) And that was the other part to me was like, if I don't like them, so if they're worth the compromise, then great. If not, Mm -hmm. I'm out. Like that's Mm -hmm. that conversation. As in fact, I had this conversation over this weekend when -hmm. I was explaining that I was trying to buy a house and they're like, oh, y'all buying it together. I was like, no, it's my house. Like, I, I'm very adamant <laughs> mm-hmm. and like, we are separate. We're together, but we're separate. And I like that. For the longest time, I thought I needed a relationship. But then after I got financially stable enough to take care of myself, as in like, I don't need a roommate. I'm like, then what's the point? And mm-hmm. there's nothing in me that really wants to be married. As much as I love my partner, I'm good. I like mm-hmm. where, where we're at. But yeah, that's that other part of this conversation is, yes, this is a big generalization. Let's, let, he's, mm-hmm. He admits it at the top. He's just going to be a big generalization. Oh, people were pissed in this oh, conversation. Yeah. Uh-huh. Except for the single women. They're like, hell yeah, <laughs> that's right. Let them know. But I mean, and it is. It's a big generalization. We have to come back to conversation. But if you want to be a single mother, then that's fine too. Like that fact that that's the joy that brings you. That's the mm-hmm. delight that, that we see. Um, but her worth, even though she may love being a mother, should not be based on just being a mother. Unless that's yeah. the way they want to center it. Then great, you do you. But you can't force that on others either. Right. And I think, just to mention, because we don't have time to get into it right now, but I do think another piece of this is we don't provide support to mothers. And we also... Right. As you said, as we've seen through the pandemic, we expect them to give up their financial livelihood and their jobs first. Um, or do right. it all at once, which means you get no sleep and your health suffers and all this stuff. So I think like if maybe if we lived in a society that valued uh, women and women's work and raising children, whether it's anybody, whoever's raising children, it's work. Um, if we valued that, maybe these numbers in this narrative would be different. But I, it totally makes sense to me that a pandemic hits, you're getting no support, you have no money, 
you have to take care of the kids. Like, of course, you're, that's going to affect your happiness. Right. Um, and just to go back, because you just reminded me from that first article where she talks about women expecting help from birth to to death, that this whole idea that liberal depends on government and telling government, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, you you really generalize that one. You're mm-hmm. saying that we're not of worth unless we have children put our bodies to use, but at the same time that we are not worth uh, giving assistance to or helping. That's yep. interesting. That's mm-hmm. interesting that you give no solutions, but tell us how to find uh, a way of being of value to society. Hmm. Right. Yeah. And that's that also that whole, the perfect mother and it, that kind of Disney, Disneyfication of, you, as a mother, you can never feel depression or sadness or be tired, like, because you're a mother and it's the best thing ever, right? Which, again, can be very lovely, can be great, but can be very hard. <laughs> right. Exhausting. It is very hard and they yes. should get their flowers and they should mm-hmm. get assistance and they should get help. At the very least, for the rest of their lives, their bodies should be cared for by the government because you're saying that's what our bodies are worth. So, Mm. which is it? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, y'all. That's a lot. (laughs) I know. But we have a part two, damn it. We do. We do. We do have a part two. But in the meantime, again, if you have any happy things for us to talk about, clearly we need them. We would love to hear them. <laughs> you can email us at stuffmediamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Instagram at Stuff I Never Told You or on Twitter at Momstuff Podcast. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. Thank you. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.